Welcome to episode 12 of season eight of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm going to be talking with Jeffrey Shaw. I found him through page two publishing. Uh, I was attracted to his uh, upcoming book called The Self-Employed Life. He also has a podcast of the same name. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I've got to have Jeffrey on to talk about not only what he wrote in this book, and he does a lot of conversation around branding and putting soul back in your business, which I really like. I'm jiving with that. But I wanted to talk to him specifically about this particular season's theme, which is about delegating admin and getting virtual help. And in his book, he acknowledges that, yeah, as a solopreneur, we have to wear a lot of hats. But I'm curious to see what he has to say about how to scale and how to find the help you need without losing your soul. So let's go ahead and listen to the conversation with my new friend, Jeffrey. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, Jeffrey. I am so happy to have you on the Simplify and Multiply show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Terry, I'm excited to talk to you. Yes. And we're like practically neighbors. We were right? just, for my listener, yeah. we were just talking about how we live like, you know, probably an hour away from each other. And, and I'm new to Jeffrey and he's new to me, but we're all like, oh, we know this person in common. And we, <laughs> you know, we're both interested in the same thing. So it's like, you know, one of those things where we're just going to have to build this relationship, Jeffrey. Yeah. And people need to understand that South Florida is alive and well. Like it's one of the things that struck me when I moved here just five years ago was how alive the startup community and the entrepreneurial community is down here. And, Absolutely. Uh, people need to know that about South Florida. There's a lot of good things happening here, including yeah. us being here. That's right. <laughs> Snap. And I want to just pimp your podcast, uh, Jeffrey, because <laughs> that's another thing I'm super excited about. If you want a podcast to add to your list, if you love Simplify Multiply, you will love Jeffrey's podcast. It's called The Self-Employed Life. And you can check that out and tell them I sent you. And don't forget to give Jeffrey, a great review. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So there's your little kind of pimp out there. Awesome. Pimple well, let's go ahead and get started. I, I want to dive right in. Okay. So, and what I want to hear from you, Jeffrey, is first of all, I want you to talk about why you chose the business model. And when I say model, I mean that very loosely, like the way you want to work, the way you want to run your days, the what fulfillments you want to get, what income you want to get how you want to work with people, all that kind of stuff. So model's probably the not the most authentic way to describe it, but you get my gist. So just kind of talk about that so we have a little bit of context as we move forward with talking about getting help. Yeah, I actually like talking about it as a model because I think the model is the, ex the, the execution of the decision you make before that. And for me, I think similar as I understand you work, Every business decision I have ever made over 36 years, I just look a lot younger. No, <laughs> but over 36 years, every decision I've been made has been based on how I wanted to live 
first. Mm, I love right? that. How I want to live, where I want to live, how I want to spend my time has always been my primary decision. And then you build the business model that mirrors that. Yeah, and right? supports And that, I think yeah. too many people get tangled in doing that the other way around. Mm. You know, coming up with the business model first, what looks like the most profitable. Hey, uh, my whole life is wrapped around being self-employed. There's no, that's, it's never the easiest way. It's never the way you wake up in the morning and think, well, that would be the easy road to riches. Of course it's not, right? But it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because we were just, just before we came on, I was talking about how I'm trying to coin the term lifestyle solopreneur because that's what I feel like I am. Like when people say, well, what do you do, Terry? Well, I'm a lifestyle solopreneur. And they're like, what is, is that? that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, um, you know, and there's... <laughs> without naming names, but there are, there's some that criticize that idea of lifestyle. Like, oh, well, you're just making a job for yourself. Am I, mm -hmm. well, what's or it's wrong? it's a hobby. With, right. Yeah. What is wrong with making a job for yourself? Not mm -hmm. every business aspires to have a full-time fleet of employees or scale to a big way. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong. And here we are recording this when we are that the, the United States has the highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we will have the highest rate of self-employment, yeah, without a doubt. Which is amazing. It has always historically gone hand in hand mm -hmm. because people will be looking to create those lifestyle jobs for themselves. And what an amazingly fertile environment to do so with the access to technology, access and freedom to publish, and every way <laughs> known to man that we know of, I mean, down to 3D and virtual reality. Right of expressing what we're about and really working with people. Right. I mean, you can live anywhere. You can use any technology. You can hire somebody across the world to help yeah. you. It's why, it's one of the reasons why there's a mass exodus out of urban areas, you know, New York City, Boston. There are There's a major exodus. Like people are leaving those cities in droves and many of them are coming to South Florida, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, the... The reason for that is not just what they want to get away from, you know, living in, in tight pro proximity, but also the fact that they can do their work anywhere. Right. Right. There's internet everywhere. There's fast internet. There's accessibility. So that has opened, I think the, the pandemic opened up people's way of thinking. Uh, I also think- Thank a, goodness. A, Right. <laughs> One of the good things. <laughs> yeah. And in addition to the technology that we've learned, I also think we found our grit. You know, we found what we're made of. And I think solopreneurs, self-employed, we've always known that. Yeah. The rest of the world just caught on. The rest yeah. of the world just caught on that you're made of good stuff, that you have the resilience, you have the wherewithal to actually succeed on your own. And I think we're going to see tons of people being creative, being innovative, and starting businesses and maybe even entire industries that didn't exist before. And I love it. I, I'm just like so super jazzed. I yep. wish I was 15 years younger and doing the work I'm doing now because I want to <laughs> we do have, it. For... We have plenty of time. I have a whole chapter <laughs> in my book about midlife self-employed. We have plenty of time. <laughs> I'm past midlife, my friend. <laughs> well, so am I technically, but not if I live to 114. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that's good. I like how you think about that. It sounds like we're the same age. Oh my exactly. God, that's too funny. Um <laughs> But it's, it's why I'm, and it's such a personal journey, you know, I mean, I want to get to my topic in a minute, but I just, I feel like so like brethren here on the, you know, that we yeah. both have this wonderful perspective about solopreneurism. And I feel like that I'm every day, every month, every week, whatever, 
I'm learning more about me. It's like the best personal growth program, having your own business, because you really get to confront a lot of things that keep you playing small. And, you know, in the past, I would have been like, oh, I'm justifying playing small because I don't want the complexity in my business, right? That's my choice. It's my business. But it was a rationalization. that was a justification for not going into a, a space where I would be uncomfortable and, you know, working with coaches, with, which is, uh, you talk about this in your book, is one of many ways you can get help, not mm -hmm. just people to execute tasks. I think it's so important to be continually learning, so important to work with a good business coach or wherever you're lacking, wherever you know. Like right now, I'm working with an amazing sales coach because sales has always been a challenge for me. And it's really helping me address a lot of my money mindset issues, my issues around uh, bothering people and just kind of my whole conditioning I got as a young person that has been preventing me from putting myself out there in a very strong way. And it's funny because most of the people who hire me, they do so because they've gotten to know me. But I'm so living, you know, behind the curtain and living in obscurity that that's been a big challenge. So I know that this coach is really going to help me um, uh, do that. So I didn't mean to digress yeah. there a little bit. No, but it's I just gosh, super you're, exciting. You're, you're singing my song because, first of all, my my book, The Self-Employed Life, that'll uh, be out in May. Uh, the entire premise of the book is based on what I call the self-employed ecosystem. Okay? Yes. So this ecosystem being these three parts. The first part is personal development. Yeah. You know, and, and what's what was so important to me about in writing this book was actually bringing this all together because the challenge we solopreneurs and self-employed have, as you just described, is that we end up, you know, it's this weird thing, right? We're often, we're often told we're all over the place. We're not focused. You need to pick a niche. And yet the world has not provided us everything we need in one place. We have mm. to run around for the coaches and the things to help us with our mindsets. And then we have to Amen. attend the webinars and the conferences for that information. And then we have to hire the consultants for the training on sales. We're, we're forced to run all over the place. Nobody's brought it together, which is why it's called the self-employed life, because yeah. it, it, there is no division between these things. And with regards to personal development, the, the, a quote by Jim Rohn who moved me more years ago than I can even remember that has stayed, I lived my whole life by it, which is a really strong premise of the book, is that your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development, mm. right? We Love are drawn, I believe we are drawn to being solopreneurs and taking control of where we want to go in our lives, truly out of a desire to grow and to develop. Mm. And what we realize when we're there is that all of life, all of self-employment is out of control. But the, you know, the outside circumstances, but one thing we can control is to continually develop ourselves. And as we do, as we raise the ceiling of what we're capable of, the success that's waiting for us comes up to meet, meet that ceiling. And then we raise that ceiling again, and the success comes up from underneath and meets that ceiling again. And that's how we grow both personally and mirroring the success in our businesses. <sighs> That's like the best thing I've ever heard, Jeffrey. Oh, thank you. I've been living this a long time. I know. <laughs> you know, and just... I'm passionate by it because this is the message that we're not hearing. We're yeah, not getting and you're support. you're providing me a perspective and my listener, of course, the that I've is very fresh for me. Uh, you know, I mean, we're swimming in this, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't see it, and and that's why I love doing this show because I get to have wonderful conversations with people like you that enlighten me 
to these new distinctions. And I really appreciate that one. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be pushing re- replay on this episode awesome. for quite a bit. So I, I love that. Thank you for that. And I get it. I mean, like I, I totally get that. And so when you're looking at that personal growth, having people help you mm-hmm. is a big step in a personal growth area. Because when we and, you know, I'll refer to myself when I left corporate and I always struggled as a manager and a director in corporate. I just for some reason, I always, I never had good management training and I ended up put, getting put in these situations where I really struggled to be a great leader for people. I learned a lot, too, but it it wasn't a happy place for me for some reason. I really I was so focused on taking care of my customers that I just didn't really know how to deal with my team. It's like, well, they're your customers too. And I'm like, I know. And yeah. <laughs> But when when I left corporate and started my business 15 years ago, I was like, I mean, that was my decision. I was never going to have employees. And in the business I started, which was an agency, a marketing agency, I could have very easily built up with staff because of the deliverables that we created. Um, you know, I could have very easily scaled my company that way, but I was so like, you know, (laughs) no way, Jose. And, and to this day, I still have a lot of reticence around anything relating to, uh, the idea of bringing on someone that I would need to manage and direct. And so that's another one of the reasons why I wanted to do this season, because I love everyone's different take on it. So when you're looking at personal growth and someone like me, who's very reluctant for probably a lot of different reasons of growing uh, through people, growing a business through people, what are some of the things that you think contribute to that personal growth journey as someone adopts that? Like if they have a business that they really do, like they've pretty much hit a wall. Mm -hmm. They absolutely need some form of hands-on assistance, whether it's a VA or something a little more tactical. Yeah. So, you know, like you, like, so my background is I've been a photographer for 35 years, 36 years, a photographer for very, portrait photographer for very affluent families. I do very little of it now, but that Mm -hmm. for 25 years, that was almost, that was entirely what I did. And I had no choice but to have at any given time, four to five employees, which I found, I mean, I, I went into business when I was 20 years old. So now you all can do the math to see how old I am. But at 20 years old, I mean, Shortly thereafter, I needed employees and I was in no position. In fact, every employee I had for so many years was older than me, Mm. right? Um, I've always said, I mean, I don't know how now I show up. I'm the oldest person in the room. I was the youngest person in the room for decades. (laughs) And um, so one thing I learned really early on was, which I, I do a lot of work in recruiting. I help companies change their recruiting messaging. And, and I see the same problem there. What I learned early on, which I think is really helpful, is to take all the time you need to find the right team member, the person that gets your vision, the person that you would like to hang out with after work, the person that you feel share you share values with, hire the right person in the first place, and then leave them alone to be at mm. their best, inspire them to be at their best. Because most of us self-employed solopreneurs, we are innately controlling. And I had to, and I am absolutely innately controlling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as my kids will attest to, (laughs) um, (laughs) what I had, I had to shift what control meant in order Mm. to really have a good team. I had to shift what control meant. It didn't mean controlling other people. It meant, and it has everything to do with my book, quite honestly. It meant controlling the environment and then letting go. 
Mm. Control the environment like of who that. you bring into the culture. Control the environment. And this is what I see in companies, large companies that I work with, is that they try to fix all their problems from inside. And I put, I'd say, put all your effort on the recruiting. Don't bring the wrong people in in the first place and then attack them for not being engaged. They didn't <laughs> like what the company stood for in the first place, right? Oh, so that goodness. front line. So I, one thing I learned uh, to have, you know, when having hands-on employees is hire great people, leave them alone, support them in bringing out their best. Now that has translated into the world we live in today, which is many of us have VAs, virtual help, uh, but the premise is the same. The premise, right. and what, I, what I'm very interested in seeing now is, again, something we self-employed and solopreneurs have probably been doing all along that companies are going to have to figure out is how to create unity and culture when no one's in the same room. Mm. And there's a way in which we likely have been doing that in a natural way that companies are still trying to figure out. But in addition to the tactical team, you know, today I would say I hire people for very specific tasks. You know, I've got four people on a podcast team. You know, they all have a very specific role in that. One person vets the guest. One person does the audio editing. One person does the show notes. So everyone has a very specific role in that one task of the business of podcasting. Uh, I will hire a VA to do very specific research. Right. Um, someone else to do very specific effort on outbound speaking engagements. So what's different now is I I hire people that for very specific tasks so that they can excel at that one task. And again, bringing out their best. Aside from that, I think what's often overlooked is the other support, the coach. Right. The coach that you, you, I agree. I first, I, I always think everyone should have what I call the North star coach, right? So that's the coach that keeps you on track, knows your vision, knows the life that you want to build a business to support. And that's the coach that just keeps you on track may also likely also has really good advice on your business and, and helping you make decisions and such, but the greatest value is they keep you on track. And I think I am I'm most often on a one-to-one basis, a North Star coach for, for my clients. Um, but then you have your specific coaches, the sales coach, you know, where you want to mm-hmm. get better at a specific task. And then an addition to that is another part of support. And those, I, I, I call them the band of angels. Mm. You give them any name you want. But they're the people that somehow over and over again show up in your life at the right time. Yeah. Right. Even if you're not on, you know, connected with them on an ongoing basis, somehow they know when to show up and you start realizing the power of having beautiful relationships in your life with people that you may not be in touch with all the time, but they just happen to show up. And I made a commitment going into this pandemic that I would be in other people's band of angels as much as possible because I love that. This is my, I would say this is my third rodeo because I've been through 9-11. I was through the Great Recession. Um, so I was ready for this in whatever way you could be ready. I mean, as soon as it came, I was like, right away, I knew it's like, okay, this is serious. Like we need to hold on. Like, you know, um, 9-11 and even being a New Yorker, I kind of was like, ah, we'll bounce back in two weeks, right? I didn't have the experience to see the depth of how yeah. when they say the world will never be the same, it never, it really wasn't. Um, so knowing that I was doing okay in my own mental capacities, I figured I was just going to show up in people's lives because I had extra strength and maybe they didn't. Mm, So I made it my practice. Just when someone was on my mind, I would send them a message. 
checking in. How are you doing? What's your strength reservoir like? I have strength. I would say to people, I have strength left over. Do you need some? Right. Um, it's that reciprocal relationship. I became hopefully an angel in other people's band of angels. And in turn, I have been provided with plenty of band of angels that just show up. But it's knowing, I literally have them as a list in a, in a Google document. Because that's, I want to know who they are so that I can mm -hmm. be the same to them. And that's a level of support that we solopreneurs often don't give ourselves or acknowledge. But it's such a part of the synchronicity of our success, I think. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you feeling so burdened with busy work that you're not getting the important stuff done in your business? Well, as we're uncovering in this season, you don't have to do everything. As a coach once said to me, the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. The great thing about making decisions about how you run your business is that you can choose what to do yourself and what to automate, outsource, or eliminate. But if you're not sure where to start, let's talk it through together. Book a call with me at pappychat.com, and I will help you clarify a plan on how you can get the help you need. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Let's get you focused on what gives you joy through expressing your 1,000% and offload the stuff you don't want to do so you can make more runway for your business to grow. I agree, and I would love, and I'm going to pull on a thread of that and ask you to share a story of where you showed up with your reservoir and you were an angel for someone. Hmm, gosh. You know, the beautiful thing is, is sometimes you just don't know, mm. right? I mean, that to me is the beauty of, you know, think about how often in life we say, um, you know, we say, you hear other people say, that's exactly what I needed to hear. How many times on your podcast has somebody messaged you and say, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. So my feeling is, my takeaway on that is whatever you're feeling, share it. There's yes. a really good chance somebody needs to hear it at that moment. I'll, I will give you a, a specific. Oh, I game. love that. Oh, I get. Yeah. I just like have to like chew on that a minute <laughs> because like I am so stepping into helping people be one thousand percent who they are. Yeah. And part of that I'm doing for myself as well. And it is I'm I'm like laying out so much more vulnerability, probably TMI. Yeah. <laughs> I do it on this show. Yeah. I do it in my videos. I do yeah. it on my on my articles. You know, yeah. so it's like, all right, Terry, enough. We know you. All right, we know all your drama and your. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm definitely I definitely could tip the scale for TMI. Oh. But I think if you're feeling it, share it because you don't know what else needs to hear it at the same time. And I'll give you a specific story because I, I love this story so much. A good friend of mine. Uh, and author, fellow author at page two, Brant Mensoir. Yes, uh, I know Brant. Okay. Oh I my talk, gosh. I talk about Brant all the time. Right? Oh, his, his he's book, easy Black... to talk about, oh, isn't he? <laughs> gosh, I love that man. So his book, Black Sheep, came out great, earlier this year. Great book. And, great book. You know, if, if you've read the book, yep. you know the powerful story about his son, Theo. Absolutely. And uh, so recently, Brant and his wife both got COVID. And oh, I didn't know that. I know. And Theo, due to his pre-existing conditions, of course, that became a great concern. Yes. And unfortunately, Theo got it as well. Oh, my. Um, which, of course, was a huge risk to Theo with his pre-existing health conditions. I can happily report he came home from the hospital yesterday. Oh, but amen. It was, awesome. it was a scary time for all of us. Yes, that thank you for sharing that, that because so I will reach out to Brent. Yeah. So yeah. what happened, though, is at the very same moment that this is going on in his life, his book is in the window of Barnes and Nobles on Fifth Avenue, New York City. 
Like, oh my god! We're talking about half the window, and he, <laughs> and he was and he was supposed to be there to see it, and of course now he can't. Yeah, so yeah. my photographer, again, being a photographer myself, the, the person who does all my photography of my headshots lives in in New York, uh, John D'Amato, best photographer for experts out there, in my opinion. And I contacted him and said, "Would you do me a favor? This, you know, I, I want to make a friend smile." Would you go over and, and take some photographs? Well, he did the most unbelievable, not just getting the window mm. display. He bought the book. He photographed the book in various ways and photographed interior pages of the book. I sent it. He sent me the link to the, the Google Drive of all the photographs. At the exact moment, Brant was texting me to tell me his son was in the hospital. Oh, my God. And so I immediately emailed Brant the link and said, you may or may not want to look at this right now, but here's what I did. I had somebody go over and take photographs of your window display of the, your book in Barnes and Noble. And of course he texts back. He goes, that's the first time I've smiled in days. Oh, God right? bless it. That's the band of angels. You know how many times yeah. Brandt has been that for me? I can't tell you how many times Brandt and other people yeah. just show yeah. up. Yeah. That's what it means to have you. But I think what gets lost in our busy solopreneur lives is we forget who they are. I mean, mm. we don't forget them. I think there needs to be a little bit more effort and practice there. We we acknowledge them. We, we're grateful for them. But I literally have a Google document with 12 or so names on it because these are the people that just show up. Mm. And I just, I want to know who they are so much. So whether I can reciprocate or it's just knowing who they are, or maybe they reside in my mind. And those are the people that when I'm out walking my dog are more likely to come to my mind to saying, you know what, I should reach out to that person and see how they're doing. And that's when you find out, they'll say to you, wow, you're, ex that's, you're exactly the person I needed to hear from right now. Well, we're all a link in the chain of each other's good. Yeah. And, mm, and when we, when we, train ourselves to be more sensitive to what we're feeling and that intuitive hit. And like you said, that's why I love that. You know, if you feel it, share it. Oh my God. I want to get t-shirts made with that on it. <laughs> you I'll do, be getting all know. kind I'll of hugs one. and stuff <laughs> out there yeah. when hugs become legal again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's amazing. And I am so, I mean, I'm like so touched uh, at the border of tears here yeah. about that uh, share about Brant because I know Brant. Yeah. And uh, I know where his heart is and I know his story and I love his book. And yeah. I love that you're, see, this is like you and I getting to know each other, right? Because right. it's we like we're, discovering, yeah. we're yeah. discovering all these, all these cross intersections. Uh, you know, I think one thing you just said is so per, how you described, you know, if you feel it, share it, is it, I think a lot of our work as sol solopreneurs and business owners is stripping away the filters. You know, and I see this at your brand, you're in branding, I'm in branding. We see this in the more literal form that in, uh, for me, I do primarily brand messaging on websites and I see it so literally because I have a very specific process. I have clients or potential clients share with me in the written form, their why, what they think their top values are of their clients. Like I, I ask them all questions that they have to write out because people like us that are that are purpose driven and uh, soul centered on our work, mm. we can write out what's in our heart really well. Yes, and then I go check out their website, and I'm like, "Who's that person?" Like, yeah. right? Such the web, a disconnect. Such yeah. a disconnect, and that's what I go in to fix. I go in to fix 
that disconnect mm -hmm. so that they show up in the world for who they really are and who they're meant to serve because when they show up that way, that's how you attract your ideal customers. Well, let me tell you what, I've, I've got a season coming. I got to have you again, <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> because I feel like we have lots of things we could really sure. benefit the listener with, but it's about, you know, bravely stepping into your basically your soul calling, your 1000%, you're really just being yourself. And I think that what you just shared, and I do something similar in my work, uh, is create that that experience, that that connection. Because, you know, so many times we're doing research about somebody through their website and social before we ever pick up the phone or reach out to them Absolutely. to do business with them or to inquire Actually, about Actually, there's a report that, that says it's 70%. We get 70% on the way of choosing who to do business with before we ever reach out. Mm -hmm. Right. So where are we getting that information? Right. Mm -hmm. And exactly. that's what I mean by the filters, you know, so yeah. I think we innately, particularly when, when we are our businesses, we innately have this professional facade well, that we've we all put been up trained to do to that. Do that. Even, even right. you and I, you through yeah. photography, me through all the graphics training I've had, we've been yeah. trained to do this very mechanical, very best practices and all this stuff. Yeah. When in fact, what people are really aching for is the real deal yeah. like be real with me and i yeah. think that's why you know the shock jocks of the 70s were so popular because they were just kind of like out there telling it like it is yeah <laughs> you know right. so yeah. yeah but i love how this episode has gone because it's a perfect what i love about doing this work it's a perfect <laughs> example of the case you just made and that I'm agreeing with, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, here we are trying to be of service and help my listener with understanding, you know, what are some best practices around delegating and hiring people and stuff. And you have provided uh, some wonderful uh, insights and distinctions that I love. I absolutely love. But what I also love is how it unfolded into this new uh, dimension uh, through our conversation that uh, that's got a level of realness that I absolutely so appreciate. So yeah. thank I, you for letting yeah. me drag you into that. <laughs> no, beautifully said. I think that's a, that's a really good point because we do. Uh, I re released a, a podcast episode where the uh, the gentleman refers to liminal space. I have never heard that term, hmm, and either. I realize now that somebody else said to me, and I never thought about that. Maybe the word limbo comes from liminal space. I'm not sure, but hmm. a liminal space, for example, in a house would be a, a foyer, right? It's a transitional space okay. from one space. But what I took from the learning about liminal space is that we solopreneurs we live in a liminal space, yeah. right? I mean, what an interesting place to be in the world because we're, you know. How often do we, if you're anything like me, how often I reference having a real job, right? And yet our jobs, there's nothing more real than our existence, yeah, right? Totally. And yet we often talk about the real job. We all know what that means. That means the job with the paycheck, right? Right, The steady paycheck. So we, we as solopreneurs live in this liminal space that almost becomes hard to identify. And we thrive in there, right? We're, we're comfortable in that liminal space. Um, and yet... It's a challenge and other people don't get it, but that's why I think it's really hard for us to look at delegation and yeah. getting help hmm. solely in a logical form. I think it also has to come, as everything does in our businesses, also come from kind of a, you know, an, an interpersonal development perspective as well. Like, yes, we need the VAs and we need the band of angels. Hmm. I right? love that. We by need the both. Way. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that is the ecosystem. Correct. And, you know, we are. We're kind of evolving and creating something brand new. I mean, this is not a cottage industry, right? This is like 
how people are. This is cultural yeah. in many ways. And and I think that a lot of us, especially those like myself who came out of corporate, um, are, are just bringing so much of that with us yeah. because we feel, especially if our, our clients are of a corporate setting, we bring so much of that with us because we feel it's the speak we need. It's the language that they understand and what we've been trained in. So we feel we have to co keep conveying that mm -hmm. when, in fact, maybe they're looking for something that's perfectly suited to how a one person business owner communicates and relates and serves their their customers yeah. and clients. hundred percent. It's funny you should say that because as you're saying this, I'm thinking that I mean, I've never I've never received a paycheck. Like my, I have been self-employed since 14 years old. Like I sold eggs door to door, you know, and lived in the country and I've never actually received a paycheck. So my perspective is like, I don't know what you all corporate people are talking about. Yeah, like, I know I you've never no had that. You've yeah. never had to scale the wall. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I mean, people, KPI, they're talking, it's like, all right, what's the acronym? Like, I have no idea most of the time what you yeah. corporate folks are even tossing around. And I realized like, for example, my podcast, which is quite broadly listened to, but we're very specific that we have guests on and we speak to businesses of five or fewer people on a team. Yeah, and yeah. many of them, I'd say by far, most of them are companies of one. Mm -hmm. So I'm clear, but we do have large companies that listen to the show and have yeah, told me such, but they've also specifically said, we listen to the show because we want that perspective. Oh, and I, I think there's a way in which, you know, in order for so many big brands to come across as being personable, they're trying to learn our skill set. Yeah. We already have it, yes. right? And they're trying to learn how to think and act like us so because if they don't, yeah, if they don't, they're going to lose their their audience. I kind of feel like we've got like, you know, a secret that we're going to keep oh, from them. You know, we, we do. We're awesome. I'm sorry. Anybody that's anybody that's got the wherewithal to go into business for themselves. I mean, like I said, those are my people. Like I automatically love you. Anybody who's self-employed, you're my people. Because I'm like, you're yes. you're gutsy. I that's love that. That's how I feel. That's yeah. how I feel. Well, Jeff, this has been such a wonderful first conversation, and I hope it's the first of many. Thank you so much for being here, for everything that you've shared. And uh, let's do this again. I we, hope so. We, I would love yeah, to. Yeah, we got to. We, we got more you know what to stir up if we you do. get my meaning <laughs> we, do, we do indeed i would love to all right thanks so much jeffrey thank you well that's it for this episode thank you for joining me you know being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance resources and community to help drive your business vision the great news is that's exactly what you'll get with simplify and multiply You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.